Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Mexico City, Mexico, we're joined by CEO at Bricks Agency, Mauro Sicard. Mauro is an award-winning Webflow template creator and agency owner who has a pragmatic passion for technology. In this episode, we discuss the potential benefits and harm of AI and new technology, using consumption as a tool for creation, plus the mental health benefits of attaching your ambition to improvement rather than success. Featuring Mauro Sicard, this is Overflow. Hey, Mauro, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me, Matthew. It's really excited to be here on the podcast. It's my pleasure. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? My name is Mauro. I see myself like as a kind of tech nerdy, someone who really likes a lot of different stuff in the tech ecosystem, everything from tech gadgets to like mobile labs and things like that. And on the work side of things, I work as a CEO at Bricks Agency and Bricks Templates, which we do websites in Webflow for a lot of our clients in the tech and SaaS industry. And on the template side of things, we build templates that people can use and help us to be a kickstart when they are building a website. Mauro, where are you located? Currently, I'm located in Mexico City. Well, actually, more towards the mountains. And yeah, I born here. I had been living here pretty much my whole life. I had lived for a short period in a few other places abroad. Okay. But I really keep coming back for family and friends because like, that's such an important part of our lives. And if I need to put probably something else, I will say definitely the food. The food here mm-hmm. is very good. A lot of yeah. people, when they come here, that's the main thing they remember. I think for most Mexicans and also for people coming here, it's tacos. There's one kind that it's called tacos al pastor like meat marinated with some kind of chili, and you put some pineapple on top of that, as well as some other species. I think that's the most amazing thing. There's really a lot of different places in here related to all of the kind of history of the country. I'm personally pretty kind of fan of that. There's, for example, some pyramids. One is Pyramid del Sol, or like Pyramid of the Sun, and Pyramid de la Luna, or Pyramid of the Moon. It's really impressive how big they are and how our ancestors were able to build them without all the machinery that we have. So I think those kind of archaeological monuments are pretty interesting to see if you ever visit here. Something else that it's pretty interesting here in Mexico City, and not just Mexico City, but really the whole country, is that there's really a lot of natural places where you can visit and they're pretty amazing. I'm personally a lot into hiking and mountain biking many different kind of parks and mountains you can visit and do some trails. I think there's definitely cool places here. What does your workspace look like? If I was going to sit in your chair, can you describe for me what you see? I actually have a pretty, I will say, complex workspace. I typically have my chair here, just in front. I have three three 32-inch monitors in front of me. Like a command center. (laughs) Yes, just like that. I actually have a lot of little tech gadgets also like an stream deck in which mm-hmm. I can make like quick shortcuts in my computer or things like that. 
And on my other side, on the right of my typical desktop for work, I have another computer, which is like a gaming computer, but I also use it for AI because it has a pretty fast GPU. So I can run a lot of models like Gamma or Stable Diffusion completely locally. Mm-hmm. And I typically use that one as well. More lately, because all of the AI industry is just in so much hype and there are so many releases, I have been using it a little more. But yes, I will say I have quite a complex <laughs> workspace in that sense. I have like a floor to ceiling window, four meters tall, something like that. So wow. there's really a lot of light entering here. I don't like to work when it's super dark. So even when I'm working on the night, I typically turn on all lights. So I have a lot of light in here. Do you have any interesting objects on your desk or near you? Obviously related to Webflow, I have my Webflow yeah. trophy from last year. I have that with a lot of happiness for getting it. I also have a lot of different kind of crystals and precious stones. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have any kind of effect on your life or like healing or nothing <laughs> like that. But I really like the look of them. Like I think they are just very beautiful. A lot of my family members, when they travel to a certain place and they see one of them, they typically bring it to me. Do you like to listen to anything while you work? Only when doing very light work. I think nowadays there's always screens on every side and there's like sound, and there's like notifications and things like that. So when I'm doing deep work, I try to keep it quiet or if not quiet, like some classical music or just very subtle sounds. When I'm doing something a little more creative or a little more light, I do like to hear some music. Do you have any hobbies or interests, things you like to do when you're not working? The main thing is mountain biking. I have been into that a lot lately. When I was a kid, I used to be a lot into that, but for some years I kind of lost that hobby and recently got it again. I'm also a lot into video games and I invite some friends and we just go ahead and play something together. I also do some hiking from time to time, many times related to the biking. Sometimes I ride to some mountain and then I put the bike in there and hike some more. I also consider like reading a pretty common activity of mine. I don't know if it's a hobby because I just do it so much and many times it's also related to work that I don't know if it's a hobby, but I typically read a lot too. What do you think would be something that might surprise people to learn about you? Probably the most surprising thing as of now that a lot of people, when I tell them about that, they just got a little kind of shocked. I typically think that AI can be pretty harmful in many ways if we don't Mm -hmm. properly do it. At the same time, I think like it has a lot of positive scenarios but I'm kind of more on the negative side of things if we don't do it properly. I had tried all of these models pretty much the day they were released. Mm. Most people believe I'm pretty positive or confident on that, but the truth is kind of the opposite. From my point of view, many technologies do a lot of good for society, but at the same time, there's a lot of technology that doesn't do so much good. For example, Instagram, like, yes, you kind of connect with your friends and there are photos in there and you can share some stuff. But at the same time, you see a lot of like teenagers, for example, are addicted to that. And that creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of mm. comparing them with a lot of other people. So I think every time we work on a new technology, we should ask ourselves like, if it's actually going to do us well, good goods for us. And yeah. also if it's just something that we actually want, we should do it in a way that is responsible, at least towards our capabilities. Mauro, what is your role and how do you describe what you do? Okay, so right now I mostly lead the team. For example, on the big template side of things, typically I meet twice per month with one of our kind of leaders for Briggs templates. 
and we decide what templates are going to be designed and developed mm-hmm. for the following months. I do a lot of creative direction in that sense for Bricks templates. Most of my days are trying to see where do we need to move the ship to and trying to read a lot and consume a lot of content related to that so I can actually make good decisions about that. So for example, we want to mm-hmm. design templates that are actually state-of-the-art design trends. We need to consume a lot of design because otherwise you're like that idea of those trends, it's not going to just appear. You actually need to consume in order to create. So I typically do that a lot. I read a lot. I consume a lot of content that I think is relevant. And based on that, I typically strategically plan what we're going to do with that and just coordinate with a team to make it happen. When I kind of started as a freelancer myself, like around eight years ago, I thought things were going to end up a little different. Nowadays, I'm not creating myself and it's like rare for me to actually like design something or code something or build anything like from scratch. I found a lot of satisfaction in actually consuming a lot of stuff because I think you start getting smarter and smarter because you can consume a lot of content and like you can start to connect a lot of things in between. Mm-hmm. And having the chance of doing that as a lot of my day, I think it's something that I'm pretty happy about. What would you say doing this design research and this process, what motivates you to keep doing it week to week? I would say one is just like the intellectual kind of curiosity of learning more and not just design, but like all of the other things related to tech. I had read, for example, a lot of psychology books that in some way relate a lot to UI UX design. There's a lot of UX patterns that are based on actually how we think and our heuristics. So just kind of learning more myself this is something that definitely motivates me, obviously providing for myself and my family, and also really keeping or honoring the trust that the team has put in me to just keep growing and keep making things better for them. So I will say those are the main motivators that I have. I'm curious, what do you think is a resource that more people should know about? I actually got a lot of resources. This one is probably super popular, but some people still don't know it. I think it's product hunt. I kind of religiously check it out every day just to see like everything that was, has been launched. And I had found like literally thousands of things in there. It's like this website and it has a lot of different launches. And I think if you just check it out every day, you're going to find a lot of apps, a lot of resources that you're going to use. So it's like an easy way just to keep in the loop of what is happening. Something that I also find very interesting are like all of these large language models, like for example, GPT-4 or Yama or things like that. There's one in particular that I have been lately following a lot, which is the clouded to 100k token. So pretty much you can even send it like a complete book and ask questions around the book. And it's going to be able to understand all of that context. So for example, myself, I had put a thousand lines of code or something like that and I say, hey, like ah, something is not working expected. And it can really get all of that context and give you an answer. And that's just one example. And it's really impressive because the amount of context that it has is very big. So I think you know, like those kind of large language models can really make you much more productive and also give you pretty interesting answers. Obviously, there's still things to be fixed, yes, mm. but the value in there is just impressive. I was just checking my phone to see like what I typically use a lot. There's two that I believe are pretty interesting. One that I pretty much use also like all the time, it's called My Mind. It's yeah. a tool to gather all of your resources. It was designed and launched by Tobias Schneider, which is like a pretty famous and talented designer. And the nice thing about this is that instead of just having like bookmarks and folders, you save something, it's going to take all the context of that page, of that image. You can just go back and search and you will find it. So you remove all of that time of structuring everything into folders. You save things 
And then when you search them, you will always find them. So my mind app is definitely one that people can use. Two other ones that I'm super big fan of. One is called Heroscope or like Heroscope. It's only for iOS, unfortunately, but it gathers all of your information of your life. For example, it gathers information about your productivity on your computer, information from your Apple Watch, your iPhone about what kind of exercise you're doing and gathers information from many different places mm -hmm. and then kind of crosses all of that information in between to find patterns. So sometimes you can see that, for example, if you didn't sleep well, you can eventually, after a few months, see that, okay, like you're not sleeping well because you did this thing. So it is definitely some app that requires probably like five or 10 minutes every day for you to submit certain information and also some devices to gather more information in there. But I think you know, like the value that it creates, from my point of view, it's a pretty impressive app. All right. I want to know who in the Webflow community inspires you? I will say one is Matt from 8020. I actually worked with Matt for a few years when 8020 was starting out. And he was always like a great person to work with, a lot of great work ethics and pretty smart guy. So yeah, I always have respect for him, for sure. I will say the second mm -hmm. is the host of Webflow Cafe, which is like a podcast for Webflow in Spanish. Many yeah. times in the past, we had conversations around Webflow and like all of the community and just things like that. And they had always been very helpful and very kind and very friendly. So they are definitely a great inspiration for myself. It's Felix Gonzalo and the other host, she's called Francia. I always have a lot of respect for them. And if I can put a third person in there, I will probably put the people from the Webflow Marketplace. Sonia is kind of the leader of the template marketplace, yeah, Sonia. but also Mika Janssen. I had collaborated with them for a long, long time. I had sent them probably hundreds of questions along the years. And they had always yeah. been willing to help us. I just have like a lot of respect for them. They're pretty kind people. So yeah. definitely very grateful for having them. Yeah, the Webflow community is just always looking to you know, like help each other. So there's definitely something special in the Webflow community. Mauro, what is some advice that you would like to share with others in the community? The first one is to try to be calm around your success and like all of your work in that sense. Nowadays, you see a lot of people on Twitter like bragging up amazing results and things like that. And kind of related to what we were mentioning before on social media, sometimes that can affect our mental health a lot. Mm -hmm. And it is wise to you know, like try to be happy with what you have and always have ambition to keep improving, but don't fall into that trap of just keep getting better and better for no particular reason. Mm -hmm. I think it's always important to question yourself what you want and what place you want to be and try to find a ladder on that part. But don't fall in the trap of just following someone else's goals mm -hmm. uh, without even realizing you are doing that. A second thing is try to do a monthly digest of what you're actually consuming. Most of the things that you consume every day really define how you think and what you think. So properly choose what you're going to consume. It's very important for you to not just be happier, but actually get a better information. And probably one last thing that I can also mention is that a lot of wise lessons are actually in long-form content. Books, for example, that if you kind of read the whole book, you will see that a lot of the threads that are being posted on Twitter are kind of based on that. There's a lot of knowledge in books and a lot of knowledge in like really long-form articles that you can really get from them. So I know nowadays we have short attention span, so it's much easier to try to learn something from like a one-minute TikTok. But if you definitely want to grow personally and just get more valuable insights and information, 
probably go for long format. How can others in the community reach out and connect with you? I have my email, which is contact at marcicar.com. Send an email and say hi. I really answer to like all emails that I receive. Many times in the past, I have received questions from community members just to collaborate on something or just to like chat. But really on the personal side of things, I'm always looking forward to connecting with more people, hearing different opinions and like connecting with more folks working on similar stuff. So if you ever want to say anything, just send me an email and I will promise that I will get you back. This was an Overflow episode with Mauro Sicard, produced by the Webflow community team, edited by Mia Miller, with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com slash community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening.